This is Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 592. And the quote of the day is, the rich invest their money and spend what is left. The poor spend their money and invest what is left. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here, episode 592, and this is a this is a bit of a different episode, but I believe that it is a very valuable episode and a very important episode, and in the beginning of this year, I started talking a little bit more about the business side and, and the money side of, of being a musician, and this this con- this conversation I'm having stemmed from a conversation that Steve and I were having over Instagram about investing, about planning for the future and finances and things like that. And I said, hey, why don't you come on the podcast and we talk about this together? Because I think it's important not only for musicians in general, uh, or, you know, musicians who do this as a, as a career, but also even if you're a drummer and and you have a day gig and things like that and just don't have your finances and and your uh, your investing and things like that in order. So there's a couple things. One, I I know that this isn't a sexy topic, and we talk about it in in this conversation, but it's an important topic. Two, I am not a financial advisor, and neither is Steve. So we recommend that you talk to your financial advisor, talk to an accountant, all the all those things. These are just ideas and and things that we think that are important if you want to if you want to plan for your future and the third is we get we get a we don't get too deep but we get uh we get a little a little bit into the nitty-gritty uh, about some of the stuff but like i said not too deep but i just wanted to forewarn you with that as well but this is just an overarching conversation for the most part about about finances about investing about about planning for your future about the power of of freedom that money can provide and different things like that. So again, a very important conversation, a very unsexy conversation, but I believe that with what we're in right now with this pandemic, but also planning to head into 2021, I think this is a good thing to keep in mind. So with that being said, I'm going to get into it with my man, Mr. Steve Pruitt. Steve, what's happening, man? Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, man. Thanks for having me back. This is uh, great to see you. Well, hear you too. Yeah. <laughs> great, to see, great to see you as well. And welcome. You're back stateside. So uh, so that's exciting. So you were. let's talk about that quickly. You were you were living in Seoul, correct? Yep. I was living in Seoul. Mm-hmm. And you were there for, how long were you there? Uh, six years. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. How was the? Uh, well, I, I know your your wife is from there, right? And mm-hmm. then and then you guys have a, a child together. Uh, how's the language barrier, or was there a language barrier? I should say. Well, it's better than most places, I would say. Like if um, my my Korean's embarrassingly bad, considering how long I lived there. But uh, right. but I'm functional. Like I can read, I can get around, I can you know. Um, it was really funny. Like the the first time I did a rehearsal. I remember the first day I did a rehearsal and like uh, everybody was just speaking Korean and I had to like learn real fast. <laughs> but, 
But luckily, you're, music- like, you're either saying nice things about me or bad things about me. Well, they're just talking about the musical stuff. But luckily, at least mu- the music part, it's like, well, if you just hear it, you kind of know what's going on, you know? Sure. Uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely stuff that I learned along the way. And uh, uh, it was a huge lesson. I will say this real quick. Like, I remember the first day I learned uh, how to read the uh, the characters. Um, they call it Hangul. And because uh, uh, it's an alphabet, it's not like uh, it's not like in China where, you know, every character means a different word or a different statement like uh, right. they, it's actually an alphabet. It's a 40 character alphabet. And I remember mm-hmm. I kind of like learned the characters a little bit. And I was like, man, I, I don't know what's going on here. And so I didn't think anything of it. I remember I was driving to uh, one of the universities I taught at. And one day I just looked at the sign. And I just started reading it in Korean. I was like, what? And then I just really? started, then I started looking at all these other signs. And I could just like read all the signs. It was the most bizarre thing. Wow. That is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. They say that because I, I speak, uh, I speak Italian and, uh, it took, you know, I had to learn it. It didn't, ju- I didn't grow up in, in an Italian speaking house or anything, but, uh, but they say that once you start eat, like when you start not having to translate it in your head or when you start dreaming in in the other language, then you're really starting to grasp it. So like when now when someone says something to me in Italian or I think of some or I say something in Italian, I'm not like translating it back and forth between English and Italian. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm not that level. I mean certain things I mean certain things can't be translated, you know, certain things are just mm-hmm. like because I'm sure it's same thing in Italian, you know, like right, right. It, it just doesn't really translate. So those things I understand, but uh but yeah. And also I mean I've been back in the States for a year. So, right. uh, and my wife still, she still speaks, uh, Korean to our kids. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I can pick up on all that. I understand all that, but, uh, uh, but if I, if I went back or, you know, like I work with guys in Korea still, and sometimes still type in Korean and stuff. And, right. uh, I just try to keep the basics, but man, uh, <laughs> what's funny is my daughter, uh, she is, I, she was raised in Korea and I was actually concerned because, um, uh, she didn't really speak. Uh, she didn't really speak much English in in Korea. Obviously, I mean, just a little mm-hmm. bit that they learned in classes, and uh, for having me around. So I was I was really concerned how well she would fit in. But man, she was like fluent in English in like a month. It was the craziest really? thing. Yeah, it made me look like an idiot, which I kind of am. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's always amazed me because uh, you know English. And I say this when I say this, people are going to think that it's me being pompous, but but English is the international language. And the reason why I say that is one, because of American culture, but also it's used as the standardized language for a lot of professions. Like I know, you know, uh, airline pilots, they all speak English no matter where where they work out of in the world. Like that's the international language uh, on at sea is the inter- English is the international language culture. You know, there's a lot of American television in other countries. And I, although although uh, it's hard for people to learn to learn English, there's a little bit of I don't want to say advantage, but there's a little bit of a lot a lot more information out there on it. Uh, but I've always respected people when I go, you know, you meet them in different countries, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I speak four different languages," and we're like these dumb Americans, and we're like, "Oh, we speak one and a quarter languages," right? And it's like, "Well, speak 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 English, speak my language," and. You know, I'd rather learn the other languages. It's true. It's true. It's just harder you when know. you get older, you know? 
It is. It is. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, but the interesting thing I talked to Benny Greb last. I had him on the podcast last week, and mm-hmm. we were talking about you know his his love for American culture and how he learned English really well. Um, so, do you think that there's parallels of learning an instrument or learning something new on the instrument with learning a language or uh, vice versa? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it also depends. Yeah, I mean, you know, it really is the cliche of music is the uh, universal language, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a matter of how you're expressing. You know, like on the drums, you know, drums are very technical. Drums are very uh, you know, movement oriented. So it's almost like a dance, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's like dancing and singing or, or dancing and music at the same time, because to create a certain sound requires a certain velocity and movement. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of correlation with that. And I mean, I know this is the same with a lot of instruments, but more so in the drums than let's say a saxophone or let's say, right. you know, and 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 that's that's the same thing, you know, of course, it's just on a smaller scale with smaller, you know, digits and, and all that. So it is really, I do really think that it's it's kind of a, a, a combination of those things. And so, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I agree. I always think it's important to not compartmentalize things. So the things that we're learning on the drums, like I've always, I've always been thankful of learning the drums because I think it helps me problem solve in other areas of my life or other things that you learn in life that you can bring back to the drums and say, Hey, this is how I kind of figured this out. Or this is how I've, I've learned it. Do you, do you see a lot of those things happening with yourself? Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because, um, uh, you know, the subjects that I kind of wanted to talk about today really correlate with that in the sense that, uh, you know, my experience as a musician and everything that I've seen, uh, regardless if it's the actual playing of the music itself or all the business things or all the things that you see behind the scenes, uh, it's a, it, it was really invaluable experience, Im- immeasurable in how much it's worth. Uh, to, mm-hmm. And then when you start applying that philosophy to the other things, you're like, man, this is like, this is an education that not many people actually get. Right, right. I agree. Uh, and that was kind of where, you know, how you and I decided to have this conversation because you and I were going back and forth on Instagram, uh, just talking about, you know, about money and savings and and retirement and all of these sort of I don't want to say cliche things but all of these these trigger words that when you start talking about money and business and fine and musicians are like whoa 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 I well that's I don't want to talk about that I, they either don't want to talk about it they don't know about it and I would I don't wouldn't even say musicians I would say most people in general uh, you know there's no savings don't have any concept of savings, don't understand where to put their money, live above their means. I mean, there's all of these things. Yeah, there was that, uh, there was a study, there's been studies done. I've seen studies done like in 2016, there was a study that 69% of Americans don't have $1,000 in savings for an emergency, which is- It's insane. It's, it's astonishing. And uh, yeah. uh, so, you know, for me, I mean, I guess, I guess the best way that I can kind of uh, explain is explaining through my own experience. And uh, you know, I've been a musician my whole life. I've, I'm super passionate. And I, I really love to do it. I didn't really, honestly, 
The only reason I cared about how much it paid is because, first of all, you got to make a living. And second mm-hmm. of all, if you if you are bad at business, you're just making it bad for everybody else. Uh, right. So you have to you have to you know, be conscious of those things. But the actual, if the music is really fun, it's not like I'm sitting there going, man, I can't believe I'm making thousand dollars in this gig. It's so fun. It's like, I don't even think about that. And sure. I just think, man, that was awesome. Okay. Time to go home. Oh, I get paid. Oh, okay. Well, whatever, you know? Uh, yep. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you start living your life, when you start getting older uh, and if you, you know, if you have kids, if you get married, if you do all that stuff, I mean, you, it's, even if you don't, even if you're just by yourself, I mean, it's it was it's heartbreaking for me to see people that I've really looked up to that have like Kickstarters because they can't pay for certain surgeries or that they have certain mm-hmm. hard times in life. And um, you know, I always kind of looked at that and and I mean, I mean, never never judgmentally, of course, because everyone has their own situation. Uh, right. But but something to, to kind of say, man, I never ever want to be in that position and i never ever want to be put any of my family members in that position so i really have to you know i really have to get my shit together right and right so that's i mean i've always been kind of you know business minded like i've organized many business things behind the scenes with uh music and stuff i have my own company in south korea for a little bit that did did some stuff and it was short lived but i learned a lot and then you know, now I work for another company and, uh, and then I, you know, a few years ago I was like, you know, it's really important to understand how money works. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so I went on the search. I just read everything I could. I mean, stuff that, you know, I looked online, I found the most ridiculous stuff, you know, like, um, well, I guess I shouldn't name any names, but, but no, you, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, well, I mean, like, like, I mean, there was guys, well, I'll, I'll tell you a guy who was really great, uh, who's great is uh, Dave Ramsey. You know, he's like he's like a guy that really breaks it down very simply and mm-hmm. uh, and all that. And, you know, people kind of have this. I know I did. I had this kind of, you know, whenever I saw Dave Ramsey and kind of, you know, I just I had all my predispositions about who he was. But. Right. Was, but then I think that I I think he gets a negative a negative look because he I and I don't know if this is true or not but like because he's religious too and, and like people are thinking okay maybe he'll he's going to like but he's not he's just like hey I'm a Christian but like I'm talking I'm just talking about money. Yeah. You know, yeah money and, it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter what religion you are like money is all the same you know. Sure, and he sure. doesn't talk about he doesn't talk about religious things on his shows or podcasts or anything like that right right and and that's and that's that's what i exactly what i learned and uh so i just kind of thought well wait a minute hold on here to be a musician i've had to learn to really listen to everything regardless of who makes it regardless of any of that stuff how about let's apply some of these same principles in life so Mm -hmm. i started checking out all these different you know financial people and uh, what I realized is first is that music, the music business is the worst business on planet earth. <laughs> the worst. Like, yeah. like I can't think of why, any- why do you say that? Why do you say that? Well, I mean, first of all, it, it's okay. If you go to the NAM show, uh, the NAM, sh- I mean, it's fine. And there's, I'm not saying, saying anything bad about, about, you know, the people in it. I know there's so many great people. I have so many great friends in it, but people say, well, 
the NAM show, there's a billion dollars inside the NAM show building, you know, uh, or Anaheim Convention Hall. I'm like, well, you realize that in the stock market, having a billion dollar market cap is a very small company. So you're right. telling you're telling me that the entirety of the music, you know, instrument and you know, business oriented things at the NAM show is everything total is less than a small market cap company. And uh, that's not to say negative things about it. That's just say that's not the negative part. That's just saying that's what we're dealing with here, and we have to really put it in perspective. And right. I think and, that people don't realize how small the let's so the music instrument business, right? So those right. are two. Let's let's separate those two out because you have the music business, like Universal right, right. Music, and and all of these. Uh, and there's a lot of money in that. There's a lot of private equity and sure, all of that sure. stuff. Sure. inside of the music but then the music instrument business is nam is dw drums is you know sonar is this person is that person uh, i mean yeah and and the lot, music instrument business a lot of these people are i mean you know i learned a lot you know i kind of thought i i have my days where i thought well having an endorsement you know is really great and and you know what first of all let me just say i am endorsed by really great companies i work with them but it's mm -hmm. it's more so i like the partnership i like the you know i'm not looking to just like get free stuff or whatever i just like the i just like the products i like working with them and uh i'm working with a fantastic drum company i'll tell you about them later um and all that so again i am not saying bad it's bad to be endorsed i'm not saying anything about that because it's great and there are positive things i should you know i'll first say the positives the positives are if you're an up-and-coming musician, we've seen this time and time again on social media. If you get the attention of a certain company, then then they start posting your videos. That means more views for you. That means more subscribers for you. That means if mm -hmm. you have your own lesson business, you can get more people through that. And I've seen that a lot. Um, so that part is really positive. You know, um, uh, the negative part is I've seen also so many just incredible musicians that just get glossed over just because of how many followers that they have. And it can right. be really, really discouraging. And, mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and, and again, I'm not out here saying that the industry should change. I'm out here saying our philosophy should change. I and, agree. Yeah. So, uh, I agree. Yeah. Cause, uh, um, I mean, the paradigm, I mean, is is really shifting worldwide. And I mean, we're going to we're really feeling the effects of it, too. So my point is sorry for that ramble on that. But no, my, no, no. That's what we're here for. Yes, sir. Well, my point <laughs> is, is that we all need to have our life together. And, you know, it's it's really funny. Uh, there's a guy on, on Facebook. I mean, I'm not really on Facebook much anymore because I'm you know, focusing more on my own stuff and trying to get that out of my head. But um, uh, that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, but but uh, there's a guy, Kevin Hayden. Do you know that drummer, Kevin Hayden? Mm, no. Uh, well, he posts these really controversial drum posts. And uh, uh, he said one one day that I thought like was really hilarious, sad, and true at the same time. And he's like, uh, he's like, Nam Show, where all your favorite drummers are sharing the same hotel room. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's kind wow. of it's kind of brutal. And, it, and you know, 
and I'm not saying that that's the case in all circumstances, but there are there are plenty of people that are hustling that like they don't have their right. life they don't have their life together at all, and they they just focus on the music and they think that an, an endorsement is going to really help them or working with these mm-hmm. companies is really going to help them, but uh, it just straight up isn't. What is going to help is getting the fundamentals of our basic life together. Because mm-hmm. uh, and and how do you how do you start? Where do you start? And because and and just let me preface it quickly that I this is a conversation that I have a lot with with people. Maybe you know sometimes on the podcast and a lot of times not. But the the financial realities of this business and but here's the the positive side of it is you know there was I always bring up this story about there was a guy who worked for UPS and never made more than fourteen thousand dollars a year. Oh, that's funny family. Robin's story. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, left his family with seventy million dollars. Right. Eight. So it's like yeah, and so like you can you can do this. It's just like you have to do it. You have to do it in a, in a smart way. So where like where do you think people start? You know, well, like yeah. you don't have a thousand dollars in the bank or, sure. you know, they're, they got, they're in debt or, or they want to make, they want to do this as a living, but they're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make more than, you know, $25,000 a year doing this. Well, I think that it's, uh, uh, I, I think you, like you and I had this conversation and I, and we had a lot of parallels. We just had a little different philosophies. Um, right. Uh, but it is important to to definitely have savings for sure, uh, money that you can access, money that's in an emergency, you know, somewhere. But I don't believe. I think that's what I was saying too. I was like, if you don't have a thousand dollars, I'm like, say I don't care. Put it under your bed. I don't care what you do. Right, Just right, like, right, right. You need you need in case the sky falls down and you need some money. You know? Right, of course, of course, and uh, and I and I believe in that too. But what I what I also think is because of our nature. Uh, I know I'm definitely this way. Like if your money is too easily accessible, you're going to spend it right. and, uh, uh, or you're going to think of a way to spend it. Cause there's always a way to spend money. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you're, if you have a reasonable income and you're able to really, uh, you know, I say reasonable, I'm saying not just how much money you make, but how much overhead you have with rent and bills and whatever. I mean, you know, if you save a dollar a day or you save, I mean, you just, or, you know, instead of going to Starbucks, you save that money or, um, uh, some people are using this acorns app. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm just going to say it. I think acorns is garbage. <laughs> right. So, uh, the reason is, and if for, for those of you who don't, who don't know, acorns is an app that if you, um, uh, you know, if you buy something that's a dollar fifty, it'll round it up to two dollars and put that fifty cents like in some sort of ETF. But the problem that that that's there is they do charge you a fee, and you don't get to choose what stocks it's in. You just choose how uh, how risky that ETF is, and right. and then uh, once it gets to a certain amount, they start charging you more. Yeah. So what I proposed, it, what I propose is instead of doing that what takes a little bit more effort is round it up yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, maybe at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, look at your charges online or whatever, round it up, you know, so if something's $1.69, round up two bucks and then just say, okay, 31 cents, you know, 
write it down. Then after you add all this stuff up, keep a list, maybe once a week, uh, see how much that is. And uh, Some of your banks will do it automatically and just drop it into your savings account. Sure. And then after a month or two or three months, you can take that money out of your savings and invest it somewhere if you want. Right, right. There, There is that. But the problem I have with savings accounts is that... Um, you know, with a lot of them that people blindly enter is that, you know, they're charged penalty for using that money or there's a fee to use it or, you know, you know, somewhere in. So uh, you I mean, if even if you have it in cash and you just put it in a in a jar old school and right. uh, and then you just say, OK, so maybe once a week, twice a month, however much you want, uh, put that into a brokerage account. And I know many people are really confused about this part, but a brokerage account is simply an account that you invest with. It's a bank account. It's through a firm, but you can just buy stocks with it, basically. And um, you can open one up for free. No problem. If you leave money in there, they do not charge you any money to keep that money in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, So anyways, having a savings. And this... You could you could set a goal for yourself, and you know Dave Ramsey says the three to six month thing is cool. I've heard people say one to two years. You know if you're in if you're right. so inclined, I mean whatever. Just having savings, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I the the thing that you and I talked about that I think is important to mention too is that it, a lot of people think they'll save when they make more money, and if you won't save a dollar out of a hundred, you won't save a thousand out of ten. You won't save a hundred thousand out of a million. You just won't do it. And ten years ago, I was opening a restaurant with my brother. We invested all of our money into this restaurant. We were paying ourselves one hundred and fifty dollars a week, right? And that year, I saved, I think, like three grand or something like that. You know, and it was like I would just like I'd take ten dollars here or twenty bucks here or whatever, just like because. So it's possible to save. Like if you make a hundred dollars a week, save a dollar, you'll never, you won't miss the dollar. Right. Well, just like start that process of saving money. Well, let's go back to that story that you were talking about the the worker that made fourteen thousand dollars a year, uh, where his buddy said, "Hey, what if you uh, you should put back twenty percent of every paycheck." If, you, if it was a tax, you wouldn't argue with it because that's the government, right? We'll make it that much right. of a priority. And then, yeah, he left his uh, fan. I think he donated half of it. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, so well, that's the other issue too with musicians where if we get paid in cash. First of all, people aren't putting money away for taxes. Right. Well, you know, and well, and so, uh, and also before any of this, I have to acknowledge, you know, that. You know, we are in a pandemic, of course. So, sure. you know, we're we're sitting here, we're talking about saving money and doing all this stuff where, uh, you know, so many people can't work and, and so many musicians just cannot work. And uh, I totally get it. I just hope that for many, um, you know, myself included, that this is kind of a, a reality check. This is a reality mm-hmm. check for, and this is a stop because the pandemic won't last forever. We're going to get back to where we were. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to adapt. We're going to do all those things. Um, but it's really important to, to make a plan now, like ASAP, like today. It could be very simple and have a plan for the future, have a financial plan. It's not sexy to talk about. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> And it's and it's even less sexy to do. Well, yeah, because it takes discipline, just like anything else. Like, I mean, yeah. 
we don't like brushing our teeth, but we do it because we have to, you right. know? Uh, and so, but if, I mean, it's just a responsibility. And I, again, when I started really getting seriously into investing and, and how money works and all that, I realized that, man, it's really astonishing how few people actually do this and how easy it is. Yeah. Cause it's, yep. it's really, it's really not complicated. So for, for people that are out there struggling right now, you're like, you're, you're looking for work and, and, uh, and the COVID's really killed a lot of things, uh, temporarily, hopefully. And I totally, absolutely 100% get that. Um, you can do a lot of things that don't cost anything right now to help your future and be super invaluable, uh, such as uh, looking online, uh, looking on YouTube. There's just so many great tutorials on, on YouTube for basic things. You can open a brokerage account and paper trade. So when you start learning some fundamentals, and again, I talk about this and it seems like it's this really daunting thing. It really isn't. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, it's literally minutes. Uh, right. So you set up you set up this account and uh, and you can paper trade, which means you have fake money. They give you like two hundred thousand dollars of fake money, and you can put it in the real stock market. So you can get a feel of what it's like to put your money in there. You understand how the interface works. You can uh, you know learn some principles and and see if, the, if those work. And uh, and also I should say that I am a long term investor primarily. I don't look at a stock and think where it's going to go today. I think about where it's going to be a year, five years, 10 years from now. Um, and so, uh, and I find, I found that it's the least stressful thing to do. It's also, mm -hmm. it's not very stressful. It's not very difficult. And, uh, uh, it's just, it just takes a little bit of effort. And, yeah. uh, so, First of all, like we said, you said you asked me, how do you start? Well, making a plan is free. <laughs> and uh and it's a really good way because any, you know, people that I really look up to that have built something, they've started from nothing. Yeah. And this is gonna be like uh COVID nineteen as hard as it is, uh, it's also, you know, sparking uh innovation like crazy. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's sparking innovation in the music industry as well. Um, but anyway, uh, so save some money. Make sure you can pay your bills. Make sure that, you know, save enough money to where you're not living month to month. I think mm -hmm. that that I think that can be the first goal. However you do that, like I just mentioned, round up your checks that of the things that you buy, like even if it's dimes, nickels, quarters, dollars, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that that you know subscriptions are minimal, like like uh, expenditures are minimal. Like yeah, if if you're if you're single, that should be easy. Uh, yeah. but 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 if you got a family, it's a little more difficult. It is a little more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so back to 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 my journey here is that what I realized uh, is, you know, because I. I was treating like researching into uh, finances and all these things. I was treating it the same way I did music. Right. And, and what I found is, is that I was like, well, wait a minute. This is like a whole lot easier than music is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
you know, uh, as far as like how deep you can go and, and how right. immersive right. it is and, and whatever. I just kind of was like, this is not nearly as immersive as that. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, I think, you know, the one, th- can, if I can interrupt you quickly, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would, here's my take is when we're talking about getting started, um, you and I, I think are the same where if I'm interested in something, I just go down the rabbit hole, right? And I just start learning and I'm on YouTube and I'm going to meetups and I'm reading books and I'm doing whatever I can. Some people may are, are so I believe that a lot of people are like, you know what? I know I need to figure out this finances thing, uh, but I don't really want to do all the research. And my advice would be, and and you may agree, you may disagree, and I'd love to hear your point on it. One, uh, right now, if if you are not working because you're a musician and, and you're not working, go try to find a job doing something right for now. And I, I think everyone's like, don't tell me to like earn a new craft. I want the government to step in and take care, you know, to pass bills, which I think that they should and all that. But guess what? Today, right now, they haven't. So like go get a job until next year and then and then you can quit that job and and start playing again if you can get a job, you know, somehow. Um, but from there, like set up some sort of automated thing that either takes money out of your check or you have a a thing that you're saving up some cash if you don't have it in the bank. Right. So like, and then every time you have a thousand dollars in your savings account or whatever, then put it in your brokerage account or whatever you want to do. Right. But third, if you don't want to learn about, and honestly, like I don't, I wouldn't say I don't have like an MBA in finance or anything like that. Right. If you don't want to learn all of those things and you don't want to take the time on like investing company or investing in companies or learning about stocks and all this other stuff, take your money, put it into a low cost index fund in Vanguard and just and just don't touch it. And put money in there every month and don't touch it and you'll be fine. Put it in the S&P 500 and don't touch it and you'll be you'll be fine in in 20 years. Sure. I actually have a YouTube video uh, that I made and it's only about getting started in investing and uh I, I cover this very thing because I understand, uh, and 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 you're right. It's like whenever you decide to do something, you just go down the rabbit hole and you want to learn everything about it. But not everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, however, I kind of think money is, uh, money is really, really, really important. It's it's a tool. It's not like the center of all existence, of course. Uh, right. but, but it is a tool. And I found that a lot of times the, the biggest problem that people have is money. Um, so for me anyways, I never want to have that problem. And it's an, it's important enough to me to, to spend the time and due diligence to do that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, like put your money, like if you have some money, put it in a good, uh, ETF. And I don't, I don't know how, affluent uh monetarily your uh the the listeners are here uh if they're still awake <laughs> uh, well uh but but an etf is basically uh uh you know one stock that you can buy but it has a piece of many different stocks in it and um so you're basically tracking what the stock market does and uh right. so um so and to put everyone's mind at ease, everyone says, uh, let me just dispel this right now. Everyone says the stock market is risky. Okay. Um, I like what uh, another a guy that you sh- everybody should check out, David Kiyosaki. Like he's got Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that book. Um, 
And I really like what he says about it uh, because he says, uh, when, when you drive a car, like if my five-year-old son drove the car, it's like guaranteed it's going to crash. Right. Uh, right. It's, uh, but, but once you learn a little bit about the guidelines, like you just learn, you know, how things work, then you have a little experience at it. Then you just kind of do it. Then this thing that's, I mean, a, a car is dangerous. <laughs> it's insane, right. uh, you know, but you know, now everybody, you know, cause we have to use it. It's, we have to go places and well, maybe not so much now, but when we, you know, when things are fully rolling, we got to go places, we got to drive to gigs, got to drive to work, got to do all these things. Now everyone does it and, you know, no one thinks anything about it. And right. I, th I think the same thing is about money and investing, uh, especially in the stock market. Over the last hundred years, the stock market has averaged 8% a year. Right. So, um, so. That means, uh, uh, you know, if you put a hundred bucks in, you're gonna then you get a hundred eight bucks that year on average, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, but the the cool thing is the next thing that we talk about is compound interest. Compound interest is if you get eight percent the next year, it's not on a hundred dollars; it's on a hundred and eight dollars. So right. so on and so forth. That's why it's you know. So what you said, like putting your money into an ETF, that's you know. Uh, it's low maintenance, it's low risk, it's lower risk and, and all that stuff. Just putting it somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yep. I don't, I don't believe in savings accounts. Uh, I actually think that instead of banks, uh, a savings account in a bank, just put all that same money in their stock and you'll get way more return. <laughs> yeah. I think this is where we were arguing the other night and I was saying like, as a, as a parking spot for a month or two, right, you know, right. and then like move it into like, Okay, you got to compile some. You got to you know compile some money. Okay, I got I got a grand. I got two grand. Okay, and then I can move it to this, to this, to this other place. One hundred percent. Why? Why do you think? Um, why do you think that musicians, particularly, and I don't want to. I'm not. You know, I I throw myself into that category too. So I'm not pointing fingers. But why do a lot of musicians have money problems? Um, I mean, you know, I've. I'm de I definitely was that kind of person too. Like I, I mean, I was relatively good at saving, but you know, I just didn't really have a financial plan. I think it's just because we put so much of our heart and passion uh, into music, and we just focus on getting enough work to be able to sustain us. Right. Because uh, that's that's been the paradigm for many years. It's like. Uh, you know, how, how much have we been taught? Okay, well, you get good grades, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job that pays you steady, and then hopefully you'll have enough money in retirement to retire at 65 and live. That's the paradigm. But uh, what I've come to realize is I don't think that that is, um, I don't think that's the only option. I agree. And, uh, and, and so... Uh, the point. So to your uh, to your point, I believe it's because of of societal things, like the way that we've been taught, and also our surroundings. You know, and again, like we like I said, it's like money isn't really savings, and it's not like you know we're going to this rehearsal and be like, hey guys, how's your uh, how's your stock doing today? Blah 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 blah. Right. blah you know, right. It's like we just want to get into music. We just want to play, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I I get that. I get that. But uh, we can't. We just can't neglect it. You know. And um, uh, I feel like in my journey, because I kind of saw for last few years, I kind of saw where society was going in a sense. I didn't. I mean, of course, no one can see the pandemic, but uh, you know, I started uh, you know, kind of doing more and more work online and. Uh, and then I started, you know, working with this company, uh, uh, .net, which is fantastic by the way. Um, and we're, we're doing all sorts of awesome stuff. Uh, and you know, you know, I kind of like did that. So when I came to the States, you know, like 95% of my work was all at home working online. Right. Yeah. And I did not realize how well that, that prepared me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then the pandemic happened and my life didn't change, you right. know? I right. mean, I, I, the only thing is, I mean, I was, I, you know, uh, it, it was really, what I realized is, man, it's freedom. So from a, from a perspective that like, I think uh, there's a perspective that a lot of people miss here is that the most valuable currency is time. and. So as a musician, you know, for me, I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've grinded so hard over many, over so many years and I've done so many projects that I'm not really heartfelt about because, you know, just trying to make a living as a musician, just like we mm -hmm. all are. Right. But if you put yourself, if you do a little work and you do some uh, financial homework and, and, and all that you can be not only fi financially free, you can be artistically free. Mm -hmm. And I think that that... And think of how much great music you could play if you didn't have to worry about money. Golly, man. I know it. I know and how it. many shitty gigs you could avoid. That's what I'm saying. So that's why, that's why I'm saying like the price of admission to do a little bit of due diligence to learning about finances is, I mean, the payoff is huge. Mm-hmm. And that's always the argument, right? Where they're like, money's not the most important thing. I play drums because I play music because I love it, not because you know, of all the money that I can make and all that stuff. It's like, that's that's all well and good. But like, if 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 someone was like, hey, man, like you can do this and live in a studio efficiency or you can do it and have like a beautiful house with a studio and like have free time and go on vacation and, and go, you know, just really enjoy your life. Which one would you rather have? Exactly. Oh, well, well, the other one, I guess, you know. So. Well, yeah. And I think, uh, I think uh, it's really hard because musicians, I mean, I know I feel this way. It's like we get prideful because we put right. a lot of, we put a lot of hard work into our craft, into learning, into, and to, and then once we, uh, once we're able to, once we aspire, uh, once we get, uh, achieve what we wanted to achieve uh, in some, in, you know, a modicum of aspects, um, then, you know, then we're like, well, we should be proud of this because we worked hard for it. Right. But then you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, like there's all these other things that I neglected or there's, you know, where's what about the money situation? You know, it's like mm -hmm. there's people on big tours that it's like tour money doesn't last forever. Right. I mean, great news from Evans Drumheads. Now you can turn your drum heads into a work of art. 
with their custom drum heads. All you have to do is upload your design and they print it using high quality photo resolution images directly onto the drum head. And they're available in sizes everywhere from 16 to 26. And let me tell you, these things look amazing. They sent me a bass drum head with the Drummer's Resource logo on it. I was blown away. It looks so cool. And the best part is you can save 20% by using the promo code DRUMMER 20 drummer and then the numbers two zero so if you go to evansdrumheads.com use the promo code drummer 20 you can not only save 20 percent, but you can also get yourself some amazing looking heads the offer only runs until december 31st so make sure you do it today go to evansdrumheads.com use the promo code drummer 20 so if you're looking to get a new kit you have two options one you can Check out some pictures online. You can go to the store. You can see what they have there. You can drive to another store. You can find a couple more models and you can drive yourself insane driving all over the place trying to see what the kit that you want looks like. Or you can design yourself the perfect sonar kit using their SQ2 drum configurator. And this configurator allows you to build a kit from scratch, or you can use some of their predetermined configurations and then just modify them. But you can modify everything the sizes, the configuration, the hardware, the color, all of that stuff, and you can make it to your exact specifications. Not only that, you can get an overhead view, you can get a 3D image of it. All of that is all built into the drum configurator. To build your dream sonar kit, go to sq 2 drumsystemcom or just Google Sonar SQ2. You'll find it. Check it out, the Sonar Drum Configurator. You know, that's the biggest thing that I've seen with my other business. We work with obviously musicians, but we also work with professional athletes and, but we all, all musicians and professional athletes and, and everyone sort of in that, in that arena, entertainers, things like that all have one thing in common, a compressed window of time where they make the majority of their money, right? Humans do too, obviously, right? Like, like 20 to, to 50 or 20 to 65 or whatever. But for musicians, entertainers, athletes and stuff like that, a lot of times it's like, five years or 10 years, right? Like, and all these guys that we see on huge tours and we're not going to name any names, but there's, I know a lot of people who have done, have been on major tours for years and still don't really have anything to show for it. They might have a nice car or something like that, but like, you know, they could have taken all that money when they're, when they're making, you know, 10, 12, $15,000 a week you know, right. And, uh, and really set themselves up, but it just doesn't happen. Well, and I kind of think think the money's going to last forever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that it's really important. Uh, it's a, it's a philosophy. And if we have the philosophy, like my personal philosophy is I don't care who's president. I don't care what the government's doing. I don't care, you know, like what's going on in the world. All I can do is take care of me and, and my family, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want to have my own plan, and not just with money, but in many regards. But uh, financially speaking, I want to have a plan that doesn't really like you know it's always there, right? You know, and right. uh, I think that's really important because you know uh, one. I mean, I've kind of stepped back from social media a bit. Like I don't really get on and look on a whole lot, and. Uh, I post a little bit still on Instagram, but then I just like, okay, I posted. I'm going to kind of get off now. Um, right. I, you don't want to know my system for social media. It's, it's 
Well, uh, I mean, a, a lot of what I see, and I see a lot of, of course, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak in generalities here because I do see a lot of great stuff. And there's so many great people, of course. Uh, but I do see a lot of people that kind of, you know, they're they're frustrated, and and they're, mm-hmm. uh, and and I and I get it, and I totally get it, and because you're working your hardest, you're trying your best, and you can't seem to get ahead, and uh, and then this pandemic comes in, and it just kind of like just craps all over everything, and right. uh, man, I totally get it. So hear me out on this. Hear me out. Okay, uh, not not to plug in <laughs> my own stuff, but. Go to my YouTube channel, Steve Pruitt Music. I made an investing video on there. Check it out. Like, try not to have any, you know, like preconceived judgment of what it is. Just go in and and hear and hear it out. If you have questions, put it in the comment section. I don't want to be the guy that divides people. I want to be a guy that right. can like, like if I can help other people because if 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 I got it together. Then I think really anybody can get it together because I'm kind of adult. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but comment, you know, whatever. I mean, you can go on my Instagram. I, I sometimes I post like investing tips or whatever on Instagram. Uh, I might make more investing videos uh, on YouTube. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyways, go on there, ask questions, do all that. Because if you're not really working or if you're having a hard time right now. I know it's really easy to kind of get really down and, and, and all that. I totally get it, but let's 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 use this time and really try to figure out. Okay, uh, let's make let's make a plan. Let's 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 learn. Let's gather some knowledge in other ways uh, uh, to help us in other ways. So financial. Right. I mean, I've I've heard the term financial literacy. I mean, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I mean, like, because it's like you can read all the books that you want, and you know, does that make you financially literate above experience? I'm not really sure. But anyway, right. Um, right. So I just encourage you guys to do that. I mean, don't check. You don't have to check out my stuff. You can check out a bunch of other stuff too. I can, you know, I just want to help, and I know that it's it's. Uh, I feel so much more confident. I feel so much better after having a. A, a plan. I mm-hmm. feel so much better uh, putting these things forward. And I was really surprised. Like my first year investing, my first year investing, uh, you know, seriously was a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, so I was expecting like an 8% to 10% return. I was like, well, you know, maybe if I'm really lucky, I'll get 20% return, you know? Right. Man, I got 150%. It's insane. It's insane. And, uh, and I was like, what? And (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, bore people here. I can go, I can tell you exactly how, what the philosophy was of how to, how to do that. But, uh, but at any rate, I'm just saying anything is possible. And the, the amount of money that I've made in, in returns from when I moved to the United States and here, it's pretty astounding as well. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's actually exponentially more than that. And, um, and that's just, all it is is putting money in, in the right places. And how do you find right. the right places? Well, that's, that's where the philosophy lies. Right. And, right. I uh, mean, you could talk about, do you want to talk about the philosophy of it? Well, okay. The philosophy of it for me 
I mean, I, I know people that do like actually analytics, you know, they kind of look at the stock market and they look at the volume of people that are investing versus what the stock is doing, the movement. But I, I kind of don't really look at that stuff. What I look at are fundamentals. Uh, so such as like, um, you know, like, for example, I'll give you an example of what I think is good in, to invest in right now. Right now, you have to look at post-COVID stocks. So uh, this is not financial advice. I'm not your financial advisor. I have to say that up front. This <laughs> is my own personal philosophy. Do your own research. Right. You know, do all that. This is just this is just me free. This is not. This is not legal. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not. Uh, yeah, don't. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, like, so for me, what I look for, uh, you know, I think that airlines are really, really hit hard right now. And uh, I do think that, you know, look at look at all the airlines, check them out. Uh, but, I mean, they're going to come back because airlines are necessary. Right, right. You know? um, I mean, you have to go into the details of like, you know, maybe, maybe one airline buys another to stay afloat or whatever. I can't speak of that. But looking into the airline industry is one example because you're, we all need to travel, right? Right. And uh, and if they go bankrupt, the government's going to bail them out. So it's not like cruise lines. Cruise lines are luxury and the government will not bail them out. Right. You know, right. that's not to say they won't bounce back. But There's not one cruise you know, line that's that's a U.S. company either. Right. Exactly. But they're publicly but they're publicly traded in the U.S. market. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, so. uh so then I would say, uh, so that's one. Another is uh, uh, like brand name stuff. Uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I have one investment that's, uh, that's TPR. You can check that out if you guys want. It's like coach bags and stuff like that. Um, and that investment has been killing it. Hmm. You know, uh, uh, again, not financial advice. Right, you know, right. go, go do your own research. Uh, I saw that as like, you know, regardless of what's happening, people will always buy their stuff and they're, they're not, they're their own company. So, you know, but if you buy a distribution company, that's risky because like, uh, like department stores, think about department store, like JCPenney just filed for bankruptcy. Right. And they're largely dependent on, they're, they're just distributing other brands, mm -hmm. you know, yep. but with, Everything being online and with Amazon and uh, other companies that are coming in the forefront, it's not looking good in that industry. Right. Uh, so again, I'm just putting the common sense here. You want to buy stocks. My philosophy for looking for good stocks is basically uh, you want to buy stocks when they're low. And if you sell them, they should be you know when they're high. So you're looking... Right. Uh, you know, that's the obvious, obvious thing. But so right now, for example, during COVID, I would definitely look at things that are, you know, only temporarily brought down. So I guess uh, airlines, I think airlines, uh, again, this is not investing advice, uh, you know, disclaimer, all that. So do your own research, read your own, invest in your own. Uh, but at any rate, I think, um, uh, I guess I guess I can freely say this. It's like I think Boeing is a is a great investment because they make the planes. Right. You know, 
So right. you know, the airlines, to you know, and they also have government contracts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and they got hit really hard, you know. Uh, For so, a couple reasons: one, the Max planes, and then right, right that that yeah. happened, and then the and then the then COVID hit, and then that was just kind of a double whammy. Um, so I think that, but I think Boeing will bounce back. I mean, uh, and I think that there for me, if I were, if I were to put my money in a, uh, I mean, I do have money in Boeing and they've, they've been doing really well, mm-hmm. uh, but nowhere near all time highs. But I think right. once, and also another thing too, is the instant that the vaccine was announced, that's when, uh, 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 like you saw a lot of these like uh, retail sector stocks just jump for a day. Right, 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 right. So that's a that's a huge hint. That's a mm-hmm. huge hint to like say, hey, oh, hey, there's these still these things are still beaten down. So anyway, so my philosophy gathered me to uh, I would say look at post COVID stocks. Just sit there and think, okay, hold on, what's something that's affected by COVID now that will recover after COVID? Right. And then you look look at that stock, say, okay, where's its all-time high? Where's its all-time low? Where is it ranking now? And, I mean, is it filing for bankruptcy or anything? You kind of look at the business fundamentals and all that. And then if it kind of, if you just kind of go through a little list of that, you can just decide within a couple of minutes and say, I think this is a good buy. Yeah. Or you can yep. say, well, it's not quite a good buy yet, but when it gets when if it gets below this number then that's when i want to buy it right. right you know and and having this little philosophy cuz this is what i do and uh uh and it's it's worked out like really great so far and right. it's 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 really just the first couple of times take the most time but after that i can look at a stock and tell you within 2 to 5 minutes if i want to buy it right Man, I'll tell you what, uh, one of my best friends works for Amazon. And when I first met him, he was like, you should grab some Amazon stock. And it was $280 a share. And now it's $3,100 a share. That's true. I wonder why. See, okay, Amazon. This is something we can talk about a little bit. Because I have some theories about this. Um, Amazon, their their market cap, uh, and for those of you out there, it's basically... In the stock market, you have to buy a certain number of, of shares in a company. And however many shares that is determines how much you're worth in the stock market. And that's the market capitalization. And we call it the market cap. So uh, like during COVID, it's absolutely skyrocketed. Of course, because everyone's staying at home. But it really makes you think, what about post-COVID? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Be- because you're going to have people that, I mean, like, I, again, this is just opinion. This is just a feeling. I mean, I, you know, uh, I'm not saying that I'm completely right, but uh, I believe that Amazon, you know, they might have temporarily peaked during during this pandemic, you know. We'll yeah. see post pandemic, you know, because people will go out shopping again and people will go, you know, go to stores again and, uh, and all that. We'll see how it goes. Cause I, I'm not saying Amazon is not a great company and a great stock. Of course they are. And they're expanding. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh my gosh. Excuse me. 
uh, they're expanding into, uh, you know, like what they have. They'll have Amazon Pharmacy. Right. And uh, so that's great. I do think that they will grow, but I also think that they'll drop because uh, it, even in the short term, because I think the most people that have bought stuff from Amazon will be people that are stuck ho- at home during the pandemic. Yeah, 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 I agree. One line in the dream symbol family that I think is really cool is the dark matter family. They have the flat earth, the moon ride, and the dark matter energy. And although they're all made a little bit differently, they all involve the dark matter process. And this is really cool. Check this out. They take a symbol that is already finished and then put it back in the oven, hand hammer it, and then shock it with cold water, and then put it back in the oven. And what happens is the ash and the soot from the oven are fused to the top layer of the metal, which give it this really, really unique sound. And you know what? I want to let you hear exactly what this process does to a symbol. Check them out. To learn more about Dream Symbols, their Dark Matter line, and all their great products, be sure to check out dreamsymbols.com. So if we... If we were to walk away from this conversation with sort of a blueprint or a guideline for where people can start, uh, let's not even start with investing, just starting to learn about personal finance, how to handle their stuff. You know, we before we even get to the investing side, just sort of the sure. the philosophy and the concepts about about taking control of your personal finances. Great. So uh, as I mentioned before, um, it's about where do you want to be? You know, mm-hmm. it's like having, having a goal, you know? Uh, so I would say have a goal first. And that goal could be like someday, like, you know, I want to be able to, to live freely without needing a job so I can do whatever I want within 10 years. And so you can, I mean, that's a, that's a lofty goal, but uh, why not? And then, so that's where you start. And then you start kind of putting the pieces together. You look online, you say, who else is doing this? Like who else, who else could do this? How can you do that? So I I say first is you got to find what you love, like in life and what you really want out of life. If, I mean, if you're doing what you love to do and you have a job that, uh, that really makes you satisfied and you want to hold it and all the way up until you retire, Man, by all means, of course. Uh, but for, I would say, most of us, it's like, I mean, I I personally love having all this, you know, freedom. Uh, I mean, I work from home. I mean, I still have a job and I, I still mm-hmm. uh, do things. Uh, but, you know, my personal goal is, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to live completely like I don't even want to think about money because it's already thought about. Right. The plan is there. So that way I can just enjoy time and enjoy and have time to to be with my family, play the music mm-hmm. that I love to play and uh and also have money for my family and to and to be able to make sure that I can't ever say no. Uh, like if they ever need help, I don't need to say no because I can't. Right. 
And I, uh, I don't know why it just reminded me of the Jim Rome quote. He says, uh, if I had more money, I would have a better plan. He said, no, <clears throat> if you had a better plan, you would have more money. Woo! That's a quote. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, so I would say, you know, have the inspiration first. The inspiration is the spark. And what, and so that's deciding what you want, you know, and, uh, you know, and if, if it's, you know, to, to never worry about money, then you start taking the steps towards that. Um, for me, I think, see, the thing is, the funny thing is life is kind of crazy because maybe if I didn't have a family, I wouldn't be so serious about it. Right. You know, um, or maybe I wouldn't have, wouldn't have even gotten into it. But now that I'm into it and I'm really like kind of been going deep into it, I really I really value it. And I'm like, man, this is really awesome. <laughs> right. Right. And, I mean, not not because of uh, the money is not the thing. It's it's the it's the stability mm-hmm. and it's the it's the peace of mind that you get from it. Because, I mean, regardless if we want to admit it or not, uh, we got to have money. Yeah, it is. It is. You need it, no matter who you are, no matter what you do. You need it for sure. Well, uh, and so so at any rate, and I'm uh, sorry to interrupt you here. Uh, no, go but ahead. I was going to say that I've also learned a lot of things about investing that translated to the music business and the the industry. And I'll so um, I you know actually you know I'm with Sabian Symbols. I'm with mm-hmm. promo. I'm with Dadario and. They've been fantastic, really great, and I've loved working working with them and and all that. Um, but you know, the drum company I was with uh, before, I didn't like the way they treated artists, and I didn't really, I didn't think that their product was great enough for me to say, well, you know, uh, I'm only going to play this product, uh, and you know, and they're not really going to treat us very well. You know, they basically like. You get a blurb on the uh, on our website or in our NAM booth, and then we'll give you like extra ten percent discount or something. And um, so I was like, you know, I was like, man, I don't need a drum company, so I just quit. I was like, I don't, I don't want a drum endorsement if that's the case, right? And right. and I was kind of talking to some other kind of like uh, big name companies about getting an endorsement. Uh, you know, but I was like, I was not really inspired or jazzed about it. I was like, man, I'd rather just kind of play what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like an endorsement pays my bills. Right. And I mean, it's, it's nice to have, you know, for certain things, but you know, I'm only going to like have stuff that I really believe in. Um, well, one day, I don't know if you guys know him, uh, there, I'm actually with a drum company called WTS Drums, Welch Tuning System Drums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. The uh, the owner sent me a message one day. Uh, his name is Sam Welch, just an incredible guy. And you know, he saw that I was coming to Nam show, and he and he doesn't know me by the way. He just you know just sent me a message. Right. Uh, maybe he just like you know uh, liked my videos or whatever. He's like, hey, can you? how about you just come to our booth? Can you, can you just come to our booth? You know, we would like to meet you and we'd love for you to check out these drums. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, okay, I will. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I kind of looked at them and I don't know if you guys have ever seen them. Uh, their single 
like they don't have tuning rods on them. It's basically just a wire and you tune the drum up or down based upon kind of a, a bass tuner looking thing on the drum. Right. And so it's I kind of thought it is pretty wild. So I, 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 I was like, but my first, my first reaction was like before even playing them, I was like, ah, they're kind of gimmicky because you see that kind of stuff at Nam. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, of course. But then I went to, uh, uh, I mean, but they look beautiful, of course. I mean, they're, they mm-hmm. look really nice. So then I went to his booth and then I met him, I talked to him and then I sat behind the drums and I played them for a second. I was freaking blown away. Hmm. Really, really blown away. Um, and like, I just kind of felt like it was something fresh, you know, it was something mm-hmm. like, uh, taking the 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 old style of like those rope snare drums and applying that philosophy to modern drums and to give you something that hasn't been given to you before right and uh so basically for all you guys you know go check out welch tuning system drums on instagram youtube website wherever uh but basically uh you can like they're instant you can just instantly tune them uh, but that's not the thing, like, that's really awesome, but that's not the thing that attracted me to them the most. Uh, what attracted me to them the most are the musical possibilities, because if you bend the wire, you can do like little pitch bends. Right. Um, because the drum sits completely ev- evenly on the drum, uh, it has a different tonality to it. Like, I don't know, maybe a little bit more pure. Uh, it feels different. It, it just a totally new thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. So it really got me, it really got me amped up. And so me and Sam talked for a while after that. And I was like, man, you know, this is new. This is kind of disruptive because it's, it's really divisive. Like people either love it or hate it. Right. Uh, But, uh, but so for me, I was like, man, this is like, I mean, let's just face it. Like drum companies now it's like, I mean, as great as they are, it's kind of like, well, this year we have. A uh, new tom mount and some new finishes. Right, right. <laughs> uh, all, and the the instrument has been relatively the same for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and that's and that's the thing. So if we're gonna have this philosophy towards music, like, uh, you know, we want to be endlessly, you know, uh, expansive in our in our beliefs and all that stuff. Well, you know, why not have that same thoughts towards our instrument? Right. And uh, so I was like, man. I want to do something different and, and, uh, and man, these drums, everybody who's played my drums or, or played the drums himself. I mean, it's, it's just a Testament. And so, uh, I believe I've heard it, good things about them too. Yeah. So sure. I believe, I believe that this is going to be something that, you know, I mean, it's, it's not meant to replace the, the tension rise drums or anything. It's just its own lane. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, if I was just thinking as a drummer, you know, like without thinking about uh, like all that, I'd just be like, well, it's not really a big company. So maybe I shouldn't be with them, you know, right. But, right. But the investment side of me, the, the part of me that kind of looks at, uh, uh, you know, growth potential and the, the part of me that kind of looks for those things looked at Welch and I was like, man, not only do I love playing these things, but, there's a lot of growth here and something finally that's new. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, 
I think it goes back to what you, you and I had talked about in the beginning of the episode of using, you know, using things in our life to, to affect how we're making decisions in playing music and in our, in the drum world and then vice versa, you know, like using the things that we've learned, uh, in, in drumming and, and putting them into our life. Mm hmm. I really believe that, you know, and like you're, you know, like you're talking about with investing and you're like, all right, getting in early and you're like, all right, I'm getting in with this, with this company earlier. And, you know, it's just, it's just, I think it all, I think we always, like I said, we compartmentalize all these things, but in reality, they all just like go together. I absolutely agree. And you'll, so anyways, that, that is, is such a, it's such a valuable, it's such a valuable thing. So uh, you know, we, so I've actually, uh, another really cool thing is, is because, uh, right now, you know, WTS is a, a pretty small operation. Um, you know, I work very closely with Sam, uh, on, uh, on certain aspects of the drums. We talk all the time and, uh, about, you know, uh, aspects of the instrument that are awesome aspects that we, you know, that would be great for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, we're we're developing my signature snare drum, which is going to be awesome. Um, and nice. and then, you know, there's another, there's some other really cool stuff that I don't I don't think that he would want me to talk about, but it's it's coming out very 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 soon. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can announce all that stuff at Nam, uh, you know, virtual Nam as it is. Right. Yeah. Actually, so I'm. Actually, the funny thing is, I might be doing virtual NAM from my studio in here for uh, WTS. That's so perfect. That's that's perfect. But man, I don't know. For for all you guys out there, we're listening. But uh, Sam, uh, uh, Nick, and I are looking at each other. And my camera's all the autofocus is out of whack. But <laughs> uh, anyways, but like, for man, all you-, you look you look blurry all of a sudden you need to drink some water or something. <laughs> all right. Right. Well, okay. So let me just spell this out for you for all you guys that think that playing really, really well makes you awesome. It isn't like it's, it's, it's great. It's a great thing to do, but I've seen so many people get arrogant or, uh, they, uh, they have a certain vibe about them just because of how well they play the instrument. And, uh, and let me tell you that at a certain point, no one will care. Like in a f- fraction of your, uh, the, uh, part of the time that you have, uh, in that, in that realm, people will care, but right. in the big picture, no one will. So, uh, if you're going to do music and if you're going to be in it, the music has to be enough by itself. You can't expect all these things to be given to you just because you play music. Well, the, the joy of playing music should be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, however, nowadays, with everything that we have now, all the 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 things that we have at our disposal, uh, I think it's really important to, uh, you know, really get our full life together. You know, whether it be, uh, I mean, obviously we want to be good people, like venturing to be better people, and and. Uh, and look at ourselves and be you know retrospective about our actions and be better in the future you know about our uh how we are to our families and people who are close to us how do we and again like i said like about money how am i spending money how can i make my money situation better health you know right. uh 
health is a thing. Health is a thing that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work on. And, uh, that's, that's a not an easy part for me. And that's my struggle, but, um, but that's okay. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, as long as you just keep on that path, uh, some, sometime it'll, it'll work in your favor. Um, so it's really important to just give yourself a well-balanced life and, you know, you're not entitled to something because you play at a certain level, you know, mm-hmm. you are, uh, like you, it's better for everybody to just make their own life, what they want it to be. And then just be a part of the, uh, uh, you know, be, have people around you that, you know, have that push you to be better, that, that, that have different viewpoints uh, that you care about, obviously, and uh, just you know keep uh, keep pushing, man. And, and you know, don't just don't just you know don't just think that. I mean, I, I know we all think it. It's sometimes it's like you work really hard at something, and you're like, well, I could play really well. I could play all these gigs. You know, why am I not, why am I not having gigs? And this is pre COVID. Yeah. And uh, you know. Uh, sometimes it's a wave of gigs and sometimes it's a desert. <laughs> and when it's a wave, you should stack some cash. <laughs> and when it's a wave, you stack that cash, you have a financial plan, you plan for your future. So that way on the next desert, you are still coasting. I agree. I agree. Well, dude, I think that this is, uh, like we said, it's not sexy. It's not as cool as talking about, you know, playing you know, inverted paradiddles and it's not as, uh, it's not as sexy as putting some chops up on Instagram, but far more important, far more important. Well, and, and it can, it, it's freedom. It's freedom that, you know, uh, if you put yourself in the situation where you, you, I mean, it doesn't even take any money, uh, hardly any money at all. If you just put yourself in that position, then, uh, you have the freedom to play all those inverted paradiddles that you want. And, you're not thinking, well, uh, I need to go, I need to play this gig, even though I hate this gig or. Right. That's the biggest thing, man, is like, you know, I don't want to go play a gig on a Friday night for a hundred bucks playing music that I don't like when I would rather just stay home and hang out with my wife. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling, that's, that's the, that's it. You know what? Like when I moved back to the United States, you know, I, I had, I mean, I had work and everything, but obviously we love to play. So, um, I was called to do some gigs that I did before I moved to Korea. But before when I did this gig before, uh, it, it's kind of a regular thing. I hated it. But I was like, well, you know, maybe I've grown. Maybe I've, uh, you know, maybe I'm kind of different now and whatever. And then, uh, so I tried it. I hated it more now than i did before (laughs) so i said you know i mean you don't have to obviously you have to be nice about it and you know whatever but i'm just kind of like i don't want to do stuff i hate anymore you know i that's a that's i think that's my whole life uh my whole philosophy on life you know do more stuff that you love for sure do well do epic shit there you go i (laughs) like epic do epic shit, do what you love and uh, be positive and then help people around you if they need help. I, I love it. I love it, man. 
well, dude, thank you for thank you for coming on to talk about this. Thank, I love the the you know the open honesty and the the candor, and I, it's I think it's extremely important, especially now, like we're getting towards the end of the year, so I think people can start planning, you know, for twenty twenty one and like putting a plan in place of how they can how they can start saving and really get themselves in a better financial situation where so go so it's on youtube right just steve pruitt music if they want to watch that video right? yeah you just scroll okay. down and it's six steps to start investing today i like it and, yeah so um and i'll you know what i guess uh i'll start posting like on instagram like you know little tips and tricks here and there um uh but yeah i mean really have a dialogue, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on Instagram, send me a message like, and, and, uh, and if I can, you know, guide you in the right direction. Great. If you can illuminate something for me that you think I'm missing, that's great too. I'm always happy to do that. Yeah. Uh, or happy to listen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, the goal here is like, we want to, if we're financially free, if we're financially taken care of, then it doesn't matter if we have COVID, you know, a, you know, a, right. whatever the next COVID like thing is, it doesn't matter how many gigs or how much work we have. We're not living month to month. Mm -hmm. um, we are prepared. And that sort of thing is priceless. And yeah. so then whenever we go to play music, whenever we're going to just be artists, we are free. Yeah. And that is worth the price of admission. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I agree. My dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. Uh, welcome back to the to the States. We're glad you're here. Well, thanks, and, man. Uh, yeah. And thanks for thanks for being on the podcast again. Yeah. Well, uh, likewise, I, I love what you're doing. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, there you have it. The one and only Steve Pruitt. Again, a very non-sexy but very important conversation about planning for your future. Go to Steve's YouTube page. You can just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Pruitt, P-R-U-I-T-T music. And he has some some ideas about how you can get into investing. And check out some just some intro books. Like I recommend Rich Dad, Poor Dad to talk about just the approach and ideas around money check out some of dave ramsey's stuff he always has really great information you can follow him on instagram as well and if you have any questions again i want to be clear i'm not a financial advisor steve is not a financial advisor we're not giving out financial advice uh just ideas and things like that for you to think about and then we want you to go out and do your own research we want you to go out and figure out what's best for you if you're not comfortable with investing or anything like that, then you should talk to someone who can guide you through that. So just want to put that out there. And you can find all the show notes for everything that we talk about at drummersresource.com forward slash session 592. Again, I hope that you find this valuable. I, I hope that it sparked you to possibly make some changes or or to think about things a little bit differently. And as we go into 2021, excuse me, I hope you'll, you'll make those changes that are necessary. So... Other than that, until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace. Drummer's Resource is produced by Revoice Media. Executive producer Nick Ruffini, that's me. Edited by Justin Thomas. 
video editing by Tomas Shannon, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music and entertainment podcasts, be sure to check out revoicemedia.com.